Welcome everyone, my name is Michael Rodin, and I'll be your mindset coach today. And today we're going to be talking about the latest news with Russia and Ukraine, and then also figuring out the cause and effect of what could come next. Because one of the best things that we can do during these times is to understand the possible scenarios that might come our way. And though war is nasty, and though we're living in uncertain times, even more than the pandemic, we we have to be hopeful, right? We have to hope for the good and we have to keep on living life, right? We can't stop living. And the moment we stop is the moment things don't necessarily go away. So we have to be active and we have to keep doing what we're doing. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, just an update on everything and figuring out how we need to operate, right? What comes next? If you're new to the channel, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe and to share this video or audio. For me, when it comes to war, there's always another option besides taking up arms and harming someone. Now, of course, there's going to be situations where you might be pushed to the limit and you might need to use force, but that is going to be far and few. Now, many people might say something, right? Think of social media. They talk a big game. But then when they have to act, it's like, yes, you know, sorry, I was just being tough. I was just trying to give you a hard time. But here we have two countries, you know, going against each other. Russia is against Ukraine because of NATO. And Russia is not on board with NATO. And they don't want NATO to be right by their borderlines of their country. So Russia reacts. And so they send in the army, the military, tanks, helicopters, missiles, and they basically, you know, start laying siege to Ukraine. And though the battle is still happening, there is going to still be hope with the Ukrainian people that they can retain their freedom, that they can get to safety. There's so much more than just, okay, we're under attack and we're helpless because you don't have to be helpless. Now, the situation is not a good situation. I don't want anyone to have to deal with war, especially the aftermath. To relocate from where you are to someplace different, that is a huge turmoil. It's a huge stress. It's a huge trauma because you have worked. People have worked in Ukraine all their life to get their homes, their jobs, their family, and now they're being forced to leave, to evacuate. Because if they don't, what's going to happen if Russia just decides to drop more bombs? There's going to be more casualties from innocent citizens. And we can't have that, right? Because even if, worst case scenario, Russia takes over Ukraine, now where are the Ukrainian people, right? If the Ukrainian people are safe, we can build something from that. That's positive. That's a possibility. And if there's no remnant of them, how can we help them rebuild? Rebuild their lives, their livelihood, their culture. That has to be preserved. And for you know all the brave men and women who are taking up arms and going against Russia, good, keep on fighting, right? Because again, you are the only people who are going to be able to fight. 
this is your fight, right? And I know the president of Ukraine, he was asking for help. And of course, if the United States gets involved, it's going to be a bigger deal, more so than anything. Because right now, it's more like an external conflict, and the United States can't necessarily do much, right? They have already did some sanctions to Russia. They basically said, we're not going to be taking anything from Russia. And recently, they said that we're not going to be purchasing any oil from you. One of our biggest oil suppliers is no more. And it's causing a lot of panic here in America. Because now people are like, now the gas price is going to go up. And it will go up, right? Like, we can't get rid of that. That is just going to happen. And just a few months ago, Biden pulled out 50 million barrels of oil to help with the price of gasoline. But guess what happens? Less barrels of reserved oil. So we are in some type of trouble here in America because we have to understand if we don't start finding an alternative way to get the fuel that Russia once provided us, whether that be from a different country or we do it ourselves, being independent, we're going to have some shortages. And the shortages might not happen overnight, right? It's just going to be price hikes in the beginning. And I mean, you're going to be looking at $9 a gallon in some places here in the United States. And how to fix that is we have to be able to become independent with that. So we don't have to depend on Russia. And those a good thing that we say, okay, Russia, we're not going to take any more of your oil. And guess what happens? Russia doesn't care because Russia already got rid of the U.S. dollar. They said, yeah, we're going by a gold standard now. And we don't care about your money. And we're also not going to export anything to you until the end of this year. So now the United States is being hit yet again with a shortage in supply. The pandemic was one hit, and now this war is another. And now many people are afraid. So the economy is slowing down. What happens when the economy slows down? A recession. And now we have record high inflations. The United States is raring to go to war because that's going to help boost the economy, create jobs, and keep the economy alive. But is it in the best interest of the people? I'm sure many Americans will want to support Ukraine, to protect Ukraine. And it's just difficult. It's a difficult situation to be with this whole NATO thing and then Russia and Ukraine. And then we also have to look at the other big picture, the other tiger in the mix, China. What would happen if China dropped a U.S. dollar? Our dollar would be worthless. So that means all the money that you have in the bank, worthless. Of course, it's going to still buy you things, but there's nothing to back it. The leaders in our world who have the majority of the U.S. dollars are saying, yeah, we don't want your money. That's a huge blow. This could be a huge blow to American families because China might say, hey, we're going to invade Taiwan. What is America going to do? Are we going to say 
China, you shouldn't do that. That's naughty. Or are we going to say, well, we're not going to accept anything from you or we're going to apply heavy tariffs to all your goods that you send us? They're just going to drop the U.S. dollar. So it's almost like we're damned if we do, we're damned if we don't. But we have to be able to figure this out. We have to be able to figure out what's going on and then figuring out the best option for us. So here we have some news I just got together with some of the major news networks. We're going to be looking at Fox News Today, World News, so that's BBC News, CNN News, and then ABC News. So, of course, you don't have to like these networks. That's not for that. But we're going to get an understanding of what's going on in the world from different perspectives, from different viewpoints. So starting off with Fox News, talking about the gas prices, that's going to be big, right? Because now people are going to be having to deal with that here in America while we have all these high gas prices. And then we have here the fight that Ukraine and Russia are going against. And Ukraine is definitely betting on that these tariffs and that these restrictions to Russia are going to slow them down. But in all reality, Russia necessarily doesn't care about restrictions or tariffs or that people don't want their oil anymore. Guess what? Russia can just carry on with their economy. And guess what's going to happen if they take over Ukraine successfully? Now they hold 60% of the world's wheat production. So they have food now. They have oil. So that means that they have oil. They have electricity. They can just be living there and they don't have to deal with the outside world. They have food and they have electricity. And then all that's going to correlate. They probably have homes too. These regulations and things are not necessarily going to end Russia. And there has been some news that there has been a successful evacuation of 2 million Ukrainian refugees. It's a good thing, right? Because now we're preserving the culture of the people. If we have the people and we have the history, they can tell the story. And even if the country is no longer there, if the people are safe, The people can live on, the culture can live on, the heritages can live on. And it's not the best situation, of course, because the best situation is Ukraine is able to repel Russia and everything stays the same, right? Maybe regulations, the tariffs stay, and maybe Russia has to pay some type of amnesty to Ukraine to help rebuild and to get everything back to how it was, or even better. So the good news is that people are getting out safely. So we do have to look at that positive. And the more we look at it, we just start to see that we are getting into a realm of, will there be someone to come help, right? Will someone come save Ukraine or help Ukraine besides just providing support? besides just making it more difficult for Russia to operate. It's a start, right? If we cut off the ties with Russia, then many people are hoping that it's going to drown out some of that momentum they have, right? It's going to douse that fire, the animosity they have. So they are basically back against the wall 
And then from there, we can come to some type of negotiation, some type of peaceful resolution. And right now, of course, they are getting ready for more attacks and the attacks are going to start to ramp up, whether it be more bombings, more cities being infiltrated. It's going to get worse before it gets better. And this is, you know, again, I, you know, I'm not trying to be negative or, or pessimistic. What I'm trying to tell you is that the war has just begun. And right now it's kind of like a waiting game. If you've ever seen the movie 13 Hours, it's one force holding off against a bigger force. And they're just waiting for help, waiting for backup. The problem is, will it come in time? And that's what we have to anticipate or think about. Will backup or aid come in time? Will all these regulations and tariffs affect Russia in time for them not to have any momentum to keep on with this war? Regardless of what side you're on, regardless of if you believe this is wrong or right, we just have to understand what comes next. Because where we are, too, is we have to make sure we're in a position where we can help people. Because if we're not in a position where we can help someone in need, then we're going to just be adding to the problem. So I'm going to go into that a little bit. When you're not in a position to help someone, it creates problems that are going to be two-sided. Not only do you need help, but someone else needs help. And you might not need as much help as them, right? You might just need a little bit of help. And then once you have that little bit of help, then you're going to be able to get by. But when people are running away from their country because of war, or disease, or famine, whatever it is, they're being displaced. The only thing they have is the clothes on their back and what they were able to carry. They basically start from nothing. We might not be in a position right now where we can help, but any little bit does help. So if we are going to be upset that this is happening, or be upset that the gas prices are so high, it's not so much we have to blame Russia for this. We have to blame our administration too. And this is not me taking sides. This is me taking ownership because the U.S. has the power to be independent and to help more people. Yet, for some reason, I'm not sure why, it decides not to be independent. It decides to be dependent. Maybe it's to tell Russia or tell another country if they are not good or nice, we're not going to buy anything from them. That won't mean anything if the dollar collapses. Yet, since 2020, they have printed billions or if not trillions of dollars, just causing inflation to go through the roof. So you just have to wonder, like, what is the government doing? Voted in a different president with the, with the hope that they would turn everything around. They're doing the opposite. Maybe if they are turning things around, they're turning it into the wrong direction. Because if we're going to go down this road, we are just allowing other countries to see our weaknesses. What can happen next after this? Whether Russia loses, wins, Ukraine wins, loses, there's going to be an aftermath. Everyone's watching. Did the United States help? How did they help? 
I know right now there's a bill coming through where they're offering $10 billion in aid to Ukraine. And that's going to be helpful for them to get ammo, food, military personnel, whether it be mercenaries, or if the United States decides to deploy their military. All of that's going to be up in the air still. But what the United States does, if they do anything, is going to show the rest of the world, this is what we do. This is how we act if this type of behavior occurs. Because if the United States doesn't do anything, guess what might happen next? China might take Taiwan. What's going to happen? United States is not going to do nothing again. They're just going to let it happen. And if we restrict or regulate China, China is going to say, sorry, we have your money. And if you don't want your dollar to collapse, then guess what? You're going to allow us to take Taiwan and you're not going to get in the way. There's a lot to it, a lot of moving pieces. And then I even thought ahead. I was like, would North Korea try to take South Korea? And I don't think that is going to happen. But we can't take it off the table yet, right? If people are taking over places, people are going to keep on doing it. And if America is not in a situation where they can help someone, the wars are going to keep on continuing and spreading because there's no limit to what people are going to take. They're going to be greedy. And it's going to take Taiwan. Russia is going to keep on trying to take Ukraine if they haven't already taken it. North Korea is going to try to take South Korea. Who else? Who else wants a piece of the pie? Who else wants to try to invade someplace that they want? Whether it be for the resources or some type of belief that they hold. Or animosity, even that. There's going to be so many factors that we have to calculate. And I tell people all the time, we need to be in a position where we can help people. And though you might not think your mindset is a big deal during this time, if you're not strong, how can you help someone? And I'm not saying that you can't help a little bit, right? We can help a little bit, but to help massively, to make an impact, that's what we need to start to think about. Because if the gas prices go up, up, up through the roof and inflation goes up, up, up through the roof, what is going to happen here in America? Many people are going to be upset. Many people are going to be struggling. And if people are struggling and they're not able to buy food anymore or go to work anymore or to pay their mortgage anymore because they can't get to work anymore because there's no gas or the gas is too high, there's going to be civil unrest. So now the government is going to be trying to put out fires here in America. How can they put out fires in the rest of the world? It just doesn't work. There's just too much going on. That's where we have been weak. When we closed our country down in 2020 before the pandemic, that was a mistake. And whether you believe it or not, we did ourselves a huge disservice to doing that. And you might say it would be so much worse. We would have lost so many more lives. That's not true. Reports and data has come out that that wouldn't have happened. We would actually be in a better place today if we didn't close the country down. Just allow the herd immunity versus put everyone to be in, in fear. This was all just a motive 
for people to fill their pockets. They basically took our money and put it in their pockets. The American people's dollars. American people, they took your money and they put it in their pockets. And you let them. And that is what's so crazy. Is that you don't see the cause and effect. You just think, oh, this is mine or this is what I'm told to do. It's not so much what you're told to do. What do you want for yourself? What do you want in life? Do you want the world to be at war? Do you want to be struggling? Do you want to be figuring out how you're going to get to work because there's no gas? We have to become better, not just as a nation, but as a whole world. Because the problem with the world right now is not so much of the evil. It's the people have weak mindsets. That weak mindset is the start of all this. If we had a person in leadership who was not weak, who did not appear weak, who was strong, and you better not say that the president that we have right now considered strong. He can't even walk up a flight of stairs without some assistance. Countries are going to see that as weakness, and that is what happened. If a wild animal sees you and you turn your back on them, they're going to pounce on you. If you show an ounce of fear, they're going to pounce on you. A snake, when they slither their tongue, they can actually taste the fear. And right now, America is showing nothing but weakness. And it's not so much about Russia and Ukraine, China and Taiwan, possibly North Korea and South Korea. There's so much more on the line. We need to get back to being a country that can help people. We need to get back to being people who can be strong so we can be the support for our country. There's not so much that we need to go fight and that we need to make sure we're supporting our leaders. We choose our leaders. We should pick people who are going to do the best job possible, not someone that we put in because we don't like the other guy. What's best for the country? High gas prices, people losing their homes because they can't pay their mortgage, because they can't go to work, high food costs so people go starving. Is that good for our country? It doesn't make sense. Everyone's working backwards. Everyone's working against themselves. And this segregation and this whole agenda that was pushed was there to trick the weak-minded people. And it's not too late. It's not too late to change your mindset. It's not too late to become stronger and to let your voice be heard and to say you're not happy because the government works for the people, not the people work for the government. So we need to be able to tell our government what we are looking for, not what they should do because they feel like, oh, this would be a good deal. Because a lot of people are living in a fantasy world right now. And living in fantasy world is not going to be a good outcome if you keep thinking that everything is going hunky-dory. Because things are not. So we need to have some type of action, some type of directive that changes how we think, how we operate, so we're no longer weak and we can learn how to be tough again. Because right now we're going into a world where it's going to be tough times and we have a lot of weak-minded people and it's going to take years to fix this if people don't start saying, hey, we're going the wrong way. We need to turn around. Let's figure this out. My name is Michael Reardon. I'm a mindset coach. 
If you're interested in coaching, head over to revenueconcepts.com. If you're stressed out, if you're confused, if you're looking for a new way of living, a new plan, head over to revenueconcepts.com and we can get you that coaching that you need. Because the situation that many people are in can be fixed, can be remedied, and we can put people into a better position to help more people. Because if you're just living life anxiously or stressed out, or you don't necessarily know what tomorrow is going to bring, no one knows. But what we do know is that if we put in the work today and have a plan for tomorrow, we can go with that plan and keep on pushing to get the life that we want. I will see everyone next week on Monday for coaching and session. Until then, everyone take care and be safe.